But one thing before we get going, I just want to clear up a couple things, you know, because I, you know, just be a little bit proactive. You know, we're through two games, you know, we're through two games now. And, you know, as we know, we had a bunch of guys come in, either uh, transfer and transfer status. One of the things as a coaching staff that we wanted to do was try to, as the year went on, try to hold a third of them and play two-thirds of them. And uh, we weren't exactly sh sure how the numbers were going to play out, but that where we are right now, that's leaning towards the way things are heading out. Like right now, if you look at the guys on offense that are now participating, Coleman, Nalu, Smithberg, Fondal, uh, Fondal, should I say, Miller, um, those guys are all, you know, significant contributors. And then on defense, McKinney and uh, McKinney and Tadarian Johnson, we didn't know between McKinney, Tadarian Johnson, Combs, and Bolton, we were kind of hoping that we'd play two of them and save two of them. You know, and everyone, you know, got the, you know, was more enamored with the names and we're more enamored with, you know, what's best for the program. And in our case, I think that McKinney and Tadarian being here a semester earlier, you know, is, is, has has them way ahead, whereas we think Combs and Bolton have huge upsides. You know, we're, we're going to do our best for neither one of those guys to to see the field this year. Um, same thing in the secondary. We brought in all these guys. Now, I wasn't counting on that situation with Kevin, obviously, but you know, we were we were hoping to at least sit one of them. Okay, well, Kevin's the one we're sitting. So that means that Cassius and Isaiah and Dexter and Holloman, you know, are therefore all playing. Where we thought that maybe Holloman would be the guy sitting. Well, now he's not sitting, and he's playing significant time. And obviously, Samson comes into play and Perdula. So really, right now we're pl we're playing. 13 of those guys are now significantly in our plans. And the other guys, like, you know, I mentioned Combs and Bolton and Short, but Mark Thomas is in that category. Jenkins Moore, obviously, because he's banged up. And Harwell for, obviously, eligibility uh, deals. Those guys are all, you know, guys waiting in the wings that, uh, that you know, bode well for the future of our program. One last issue, you know, a lot of you noticed that, you know, Taylor Cox didn't get into the mix this past week. Well, Taylor had a death in the family and flew out on Thursday to go back to Seattle to go to a funeral. He actually got in just a little bit before the game on Saturday. He's had this nagging hamstring and, and groin. You know, you saw him, it, you saw him, it re, it's been reoccurring here for quite some time. You saw it happen in the game when he had that one run where he pulled up on the sideline. Um, if it doesn't get better, okay, we're going to look to medical redshirt uh, um, Taylor. And if you want to know the deal there, if you if you pl you got four games of which to do that in, if it's if it's recurring, and you know I've been meeting with the trainer and the doctors on this, if it gets better to the point we can play and we'll go ahead and do it. But if you know right now it's well documented medically with where if we he he would qualify in this position and that's the direction we're heading right now. All right, so I just wanted to try to be a little bit proactive on some of the anticipated questions that you might ask, other than getting right to the game from last week and talking about Louisiana Tech. All right, so far away. Yeah, I think that we weren't real pleased with our offensive line play in the last game. And what Riley, Riley, you know, was a projected start and right tackle for us. You know, coming off these knees, you know, he's been, a, he's been slow coming along. 
you know, healthy but slow, you know, a little slow to pull the trigger, so to speak, because, you know, you're, you're afraid that something bad's going to happen, but he's gotten better and better. And uh, I think that what Riley, Riley's a big man. He's a very big, strong man. And I think that one of the things that he will bring, uh, bring, and we're going to play him, he'll start a right tackle, is bring you know, a little bit more physicality. You know, I mean, Zach is more athletic, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't real happy with the controlling of the line of scrimmage the other day across the board. So, you know, we're going to give him a shot to go ahead and do that. You watch the game? Did you watch the hold it? Did you watch the game? Yes, sir. Okay. Is that a rhetorical question? No. I'm, nas I'm asking you, Josh. I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being. I'm not being. I'm not being sarcastic at all. I'm asking you. Is that a rhetorical question? No, it wasn't. Okay. The drop passes and the blocking and the route running and something. Pick them all. You pick it. I think one of the things I've said is. You got two choices, okay? You keep look at Jamae's not eighth team here now, okay? And Jamae's pack, there's packages that he'll be on the field, but you have to go by what you see. And I see the same things you see, only I see him a lot worse than you do. As bad as you see him, I see him a lot worse than that because I'm watching every single player, you know, studying on tape, every single player on every single play. And I think that right now we have to give Trent an opportunity to see if we can get any better there. No, he's more physical. It's going back to the conversation, going back to the conversation about Zach. You know, Jamey is much more athletic than Trent. Trent's more physical than Jamey. I wasn't very pleased with the physicality of our team the other day. So you only have two choices. The guys get better or you, you tweak them and make a couple moves. Obviously done that, that wide receiver too. The drops are obvious. Everybody sees that. Are they having trouble getting open? And is that part of the issue here too? Well, part of the part of those guys being positioned the way they are has to do with drops. Part of it has to do with separation. Okay. So, the answer to your question is both things are included in in those tweaks. You know, some were the two guys that we put up there first are the two guys that in practice regularly get open the best, okay? And they happen to catch it pretty good, too. So even though uh, Rod probably is – Rodriguez is probably getting force-fed before he's ready, really ready to be number one, I mean, we need to get better, and we can't win games winning 14 – scoring 14 points. That just isn't going to be good enough. Trey runs very, very good routes and he catches the football. You know, now he'll never be a burner, but you know that's that's what he that's what he does. So, right now, that's one of the things we need. We need a guy who can run routes and get open. And when the ball comes to him, it will lift my spirit some if they finished it off. The drops and the issues there, not being consistent with what you've seen in practice. Does that include? Not getting open. I mean, are those guys getting open in practice? Well, you remember now when you're going going against practice, you're not going against the starting right. starters of the other team. Right. You know, you're going against. You know, now we have some good guys. Now we're going against a show team. I mean, Kevin Short playing the show team corner now. So it isn't like we, you know, you know, we don't have players. But it's just it's not the same. So you know, can you get open easier in practice than you can in a game? Absolutely.
Is um, Bourbon, have you seen enough out of him from the receiving half of his job that he could someday be a full-time receiver? Or? Well, Bourbon will have an expanded role this week. I mean, I haven't been sleeping very well um, since Saturday night, and you know, Bourbon and Tony and a couple of those guys will have ex will have expanded roles. Mention, mention Tony's name there. Are teams defending him a little differently? Yeah, they rolled into him the entire night. Even the touchdown catch, they had two guys on. You know, you can't force feed too many throws to a guy when they're rolling all the coverage into him because they're not respecting the other players getting open. It goes back to the question we said before. So even on that one, they had a guy inside of him, guy outside of him. He banged off of one guy, spun around, and went up the sideline. That should have been a six-yard gain. You know, but Tony's one of the few guys on our team that could take a six-yard gain and, and turn it into a big play, and now it happened to be one of them. Coach, not everybody's going to have a kicker that can hit a 56-yarder. Your defense really only gave up one touchdown. Are you pleased with the progress overall on that side of the ball? I was very pleased. And remember, that was on a half a field, too, because they got the ball on a 50 on that one. You know, so was I pleased with the defense? Yes. I, the only thing that I w was a little disappointed with the defense was, you know, we're a little late getting to the alley sometimes on, on the option and that, you know, running back had a few too many yards. But when you hold a team to 16 points for a game that, you know, you should, you should count on winning every game that you're holding the team to 16. Why are those corners playing so much better? I mean, is it just what they put in in the offseason or, or technique changes, scheme changes, any of that stuff factoring in? Well, let's start with Jacory. He's a year more experience in the system. You know, he's been listening to Campo now for another year. You know, and that gives him a big, you know, a big plus. You know, he was an offensive player a year ago, so he flips over to defense. He was a he was an offensive player playing corner. You know, now he's a now he's a corner playing corner, and I think Dexter has big time ability. You know, I think that Dexter. You know, we should have high expectations for Dexter. Been that way since since you went he's out. He's been good. Yeah. Yeah. He's been really good. This wouldn't be what he's doing then. No surprise to you. No, I think he's a big time player. Yeah. I, I really do. I think he's a big time player. Does having some added confidence with your safeties change what the corners can do at all? Well, because what really is done is I think the communication is very good on defense right right now. And I think that Heaney controls the upfront part, and I think that, you know, I think that, you know, that rotation at safety, you know, the verbiage is really being controlled by either Cassius or Cassius or Dexter Linton. So I think that there's been very few communication problems. I mean, they hit that one poach post, and that was on a communication problem. That wasn't on a missed coverage. That was they had a communication where they had one call called, and then they, the the two of them talked together, and they checked it off, and now all of a sudden the post ended up being open. Really, if you think about the whole game, there was that one post, and then there was an out an out that Isaiah was covering a guy in blitz coverage. They're about the only two you know receptions down the field that I can think of the whole game. Partly because of his doing, and partly because of our doing, Markwell was a guy that got a lot of headlines. It, is this something that? I mean, how's he reacted to this decision to, to go ahead? And oh, he's on, he's been he's been on board. He's on board. Well, look, we don't do these things without involving the player. You know, I think that when you come in, no matter how good or how, no matter what you're rated or what the hype is and everything, still, you know, in the in the, in the offensive and defensive lines, the guys that were here a semester earlier, 
I mean, look at the guys who are playing better. You know, look at McKinney, who's playing better. Look at Tadarian Johnson, who's playing better. It's no coincidence that those guys have been here since January. So they've got to go through all spring ball. These other guys are in class the whole time. They're going through a class the whole spring and sometimes into the summer just to be able to get here. You're not doing anything football-wise other than running. You're not doing anything to get you better there. And all of a sudden you roll in, you're a, you're a good semester behind athletically. So what you have to do when you bring all of these guys, unless you want them all to graduate next year all at the same time, you stagger them. You know, and you have to take a percentage of them. And we want to take about a third of them. We, you just don't know which third it's going to be. I mean, so you take about a third of them and push them for another year. So now, now, you, now it's two-thirds of them go next year, and, and another third of them go the following year. So now your numbers, now you don't dwindle in numbers, and all of a sudden, although you can bring 25 guys in on scholarship next year, you know, that's all you can bring. 25 is it. So if you lose 30 players, now you're down, now you're down five. That's where we everyone gets sent to the same place. There's no prima donnas here. Okay, they all get, you have to go to purgatory. Okay, and you know so that's that's where they're sent. Coach, the talent on this offense is clearly better than last year. However, through the first two games, uh, what have you seen different on the field? I think that last year we didn't throw the ball. We didn't throw the ball very well. Uh, so I really didn't. You know, couldn't sit there and identify drop balls as a as a problem because a lot of the balls weren't close enough to be caught. Okay, but now you know now the ball's getting to the right spot most of the time. I mean, we just need to do a better job of throwing and catching because we'll always be able to run the ball. Okay, but the thing is, we need to be able to throw to score. I mean, to win games, we need to be able to throw, and you know. Uh, I think that we just we need to do a better job executing in the past game. And that's across the board now. And I'll take it from the coaching to the quarterback to the offensive line and protection to the running backs to the wide receivers and the tight ends. We're all involved in that. It's a it's a group effort. And just a lot of blame to go around offensively. But how's that affected Jake and his confidence so far? I mean, have you noticed that you had to kind of talk him up a little bit or you notice notice it wavering enough? Well, first of all, I let I let him sulk for a night like everybody else. I mean, yeah, I went back in the plane. You know, I don't usually go back to the back part of the plane to talk to people, but I did this time because there were a lot of people. This was different than any loss we've had here because the guys went there expecting to win. There was not one you could you you. It was definitely different. You know, it wasn't like they were hoping for something to ha something good to happen. They were expecting to win, and when they didn't win, it was a big letdown. So you have to let them, you know, you know, let them take it in some. But by the next morning, you know, we were already moving in. We were already moving ahead. You know, you know, it's only human nature. You know, let that happen for a night, and you know, when they get back in, we identify what the problems are. We give them potential answers, and then the coaches had 48 hours. You know. 48 hours from that time to come up with some solutions. And I think that we've come up with some. As his head coach, what's more impressive to you, watching Ben Heaney live or, or watching it when you watch the film? Uh, I think that watching it live is more impressive to me because you feel the speed of the game. You know, he's, he's playing faster than everybody else is. And I don't know if he runs faster than everyone else, but he plays faster. You know, that's what I'm used to seeing, you know. That's what I'm used to seeing. Those guys on Sunday, that's how they play. And when they come, 
they're coming with a vengeance. You know, they're not just coming to hit you. You know, you know, they're coming to knock you out. You know, and he's a pleasure. He's a pleasure to watch. You know, you know, you have to deal. You have to deal with them. <laughs> uh, but I'd rather him be on my team than somebody else's. I promise you. <clears throat> You know, he's right in that that top five. You know, he's involved in some packages. Uh, he's involved in some packages. He's much more comfortable in the slot than he is than he is outside. That's his that's his niche. The only problem most of the most of the time in the slot is Tony. You know, so Tony's just significantly faster than him. You know, so he's he's right in the, he's right in the mix. He's not, you know, he's not been exiled. You know, he's he, he's right there. I absolutely did. One of the first things I did when I got there was talk to Lou and talk to Ara. I thought they would be great people to talk to, and they were they were great for me the whole time I was there. They were good confidants. They they uh, they they tell you the good and the bad, you know, and. They'd, they'd say the good doesn't last very long, so just, let's talk, let's spend more time talking about the bad. But uh, you know, I've heard I've heard his jokes a few times, seen his card tricks a few times, but he was he was really good to me. Can you take anything from how he handled having a son and wanting to get into Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from mine as much as possible, so I don't screw him up. You know, I think that. Uh, Charlie's smart enough to realize that uh, his personality and mine are not the same. You know, I think he's getting invaluable experience being around us, but, you know, he usually talks, you know, when he wants to talk about that stuff, he talks to Belichick because Belichick was a coach's son. You know, sometimes I'll be walking and say, who are you talking to? Oh, 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 it's Belichick. I said, oh, tell him I said hello. You know, you know, I wasn't a coach's son, but he, you know, that it's a, it's a different perspective. You know, you know, you really don't look at it that way. I mean, you look at him, you know, you look at Skip and what he, <laughs> you go through, your dad's a coach and you're always, you know, Lou's kid. You know, I prefer Charlie to be, I, I, I prefer to be Charlie's dad, to tell you the truth. When you bring in a lot of junior college players, obviously some guys are going to get it quicker than others. But with the numbers that you had, how, how are, you, are you happy with the production you're getting out of the, the core guys that are playing right now? Well, I mean, I think the defense, the defense after two games, everyone would say, well, where, where's that defense been? You know, look at the coverage in that game. We haven't seen anything since I've been here. You know, everyone talked about, well, we, the whole secondary. Well, look at how the secondary played. I mean, other than run, other than not getting to the alley late a few times on the option, I mean, they played great. I mean, Sampson's been been a big plus for us. Ty, McKin Ty McKinney is, it, be honest with you, you know, has, has a chance – of the guys that are playing this year to be, end up at the end of the year being a, a really disruptive front line, front line guy. Okay. And, you know, you talk about those guys, throw, throw the other guys to the back burner for a second. Now you got three offensive linemen that are playing significant time that weren't here last year. And, you know, we're, we're worried about that one. Okay. Darren Miller came now, you know, he's become even more significant now with, with Taylor. I mean, Rod Coleman, he's listed as a start next right now. So, I mean, and let's not forget about Perdula. 
I mean, with all these guys right here, you know, you're getting, you know, that's 13 guys that are playing significant in numbers of snaps. That's you only start 20, 20, 23 or 24 if you put the two kickers in there. Your pressure up front. Ten sacks all last year. You got six already. Is it a change in scheme, or is it all out effort, or, or a combination? It's it's more pressure one, and it was that buck position that everyone was worrying about so much. You know, I mean, where are all those guys that were worrying so much about Goodman and Reynolds and and those guys? Because a lot of the pressure is coming from Goodman and Reynolds and those same guys right there. But they're being aggressive up, you know, bringing, bringing some heat, which, you know, that was one of, the, one of the big points of emphasis that we had in the offseason. You know, that, you know, you don't worry if you're playing at odd front, just bring them. And that was part of the message, just bring them. You know, and so they've been bringing them. And then, and then they're getting, when, especially when they put Goodman on one side and Reynolds on the other side, that pocket's been collapsing pretty quick. feel good story. I mean, he was almost irrelevant and, and now he's came back all the way. He's growing up. You know, he's he's becoming he's becoming more of a factor for us every week. He had two sacks. He only played 20 some plays. You know, so it wasn't like he played 50 snaps. I mean, he, that's great production for the number of plays he played. Only been a couple days, but how, how have you seen the offense respond to some of these changes he made? You think the message is getting through? Well, first of all, I don't really care how they th- how they feel. Just so you know, you know, I'm not I'm not looking to be buddy buddy with the players. Okay, my job is to fix the problems, and you know that's what we're gonna. We haven't practiced you know practiced all the what we're gonna do now yet until this afternoon. So. I'll have a better feel for that after we've at least gone through one of them, but I'm not really worrying about how they're feeling. No, no offense taken, but you know that's I'm not I'm not looking on a friend train right now. I'm looking to fix the problems. Tech scored at a pretty good clip last year, over 50 points a game. This year, three games in, it's just under 20 points. Where do you expect to, them to hit you the most? Well, you remember now they only got three returning starters on offense. So I mean, I mean you you lose. You lose the majority of your offense. That has a lot to do with it. I don't think it's so much about the coaching change. Although I thought Coach Dykes did a wonderful job. I think when you're losing that 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 many players, it's, it takes a while to transition. Do you pay much attention to? I mean, it sounds like the problems with those injuries that, that key positions for them. Do you, do you worry too much about that? And no, because I think at the quarterback position, you got to be ready for both of them anyway. You know, and I know that. You know, if you know, if they're not saying too much about Dixon, but I know Dixon's banged up too. Well, if he didn't play, you know, now you don't have those complimentary running backs, although they say they say he's going to play. So, you know, what you have to do is you have to be prepared in case they're playing anyway. I don't think at any time can you assume a guy is out, you know, unless they're, you know, even Nuoso going into the last game. It wasn't until truly on game day when they go out there and you don't see that, don't see him out there. You know, they could say he's out, and all of a sudden he had a miraculous recovery. And now he's playing. You know, you have to you have to wait right till game day, till warmups, to see what you really got. Is the NFL more transparent about that, and is it easier to predict who's going to play? I don't know. It depends on what team you're with. <laughs> I think that's my best answer. <laughs>
They're supposed to be, okay? They're supposed to be, but I've seen probable guys not play, and I've seen doubtful guys play, you know? Doubtful is supposed to be in a 25% chance of playing. And if guys have played and don't look hurt at all. Then I've seen guys are listed as probable and didn't see the field and could barely walk when you saw them on the sideline. So I guess that, I guess that depends. Oh, no, I'm not suggesting any organization now. You know, who's your favorite team? Uh, Jets. Oh, I'm talk the Jets are definitely a contender for that, you know. <laughs> the, hold on, hold on. The Jets. <laughs> okay, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> hey, a uh, video was surfaced recently of Nebraska coach Bo Pelini ripping into the Husker fan base. Now that you've been around for a while, what are your impressions of the Jayhawk football fan base? Well, first of all, I'm a big fan of our fans, you know, and and I'll say it in two ways, okay? I'm going to talk about it in, in, the, in the proper co context. Let's start with going to a basketball game. I've never been in a venue that feels like Allen Fieldhouse, never. And I've been to most all the, most all the basketball arenas. So that already gives you a leg up. Now, the football, football stadium, once you start winning more football games, that's when you'll judge, you know, already, already I like the support and we're losing. What's the support going to be like when you start winning? So I think that I have an incomplete on my resume because once we get to that point, I'd like to see what the answer is there. But they've been nothing but supportive from my perspective. Uh, as far as Bo, I don't know all the infor information there. I just know that that's a no-win situation. You know, when when forget about the video for a second. When somebody that's an ex, you know, great player from the or, from your school hammers you, you got two choices: you could say nothing, or you can say something. And usually, it's better saying nothing. Usually, you know, because it, what does it get you? Get you what he's got, you know. Now, now it's a national national deal. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would try not. I would try my best not to put myself in that situation. That's all. First weekend road trip. Did you have an opportunity to scout players Friday night? We had we had seven coaches out on Friday night. We were at games all over all over all over Texas. Just like the first week, we were out over here and then not this week but next week we'll have 10 coaches out on 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 well nine or ten coaches out on Friday and nine or ten coaches out on Saturday of, of the bye week you only get 42 days altogether 42 counters I don't know if you know what how that goes but in your between when you can start recruiting and the Sunday after Thanksgiving you get 42 coaches can be out you know, each time a coach is out, that counts as one. So we've used 14 so far, and we'll use at least at 14 to 16, not this weekend, but the following weekend. You know, so we'll have used all 42 of them before the end of November. We'll be dead. Uh, I'd say that the odds of us being in the Dallas-Fort Worth area would be, probably be a very high probability. How much of a 
pass-catching threat is smiling. I know it's a good block. Um, short to intermediate. You know, the one thing Jamey brings to the table, as Josh so, so greatly indicated for me, is that, uh, that Jamey is much more athletic and can get downfield better. You know, but you still have to go by production. You know, it still comes right down to production. So he's more of a short to, inter short to intermediate guy. What difference does it make? That's what, <laughs> still, that's a fair answer. What difference does it make? You want to get me again before we go, Josh? You, you want to <laughs> It's funny, I go on the Big 12 conference call and I get asked three or four questions. I can promise you the word drop was in, was, was in every one of those questions. That hasn't been Justin's problem as much as getting open. Uh, are you, you think he's got a lot of untapped potential in terms of figuring out how to get open? I think that Justin's a very physical player and physical players usually get open by their physicality, not by their speed. That's what I think. I think that that's a work in progress. I mean, we're two games in. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not cutting anybody. I'm just. You know, I'm. What I'm doing is I'm putting people. You know, first that I think give us the best chance for for to be first. And you know, the second guys play too. It's just a percentage of how much you end up playing.